Hi, this is Dave Rose, founder of Undo the Hairball and your host for the Building Your Legacy podcast. Every episode is designed to help you achieve a sustained, fulfilled life as you go through the transitions of empty nest and retirement in your life. Through a series of guests, book reviews, personal experiences, and subject matter experts, this podcast will give you insights that will help you build a plan that will allow you to have a lasting positive impact on your family, your friends, and the community around you. So take a listen, give it a like, subscribe, add your comments, and just enjoy Undo the Hairball, Building Your Legacy. Now, on to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 3 of Undo the Hairball, where we get you untangled one question at a time. My guest today is Dave Modine. Dave is a friend of mine. He's a former co-worker. He's been a supplier of mine. We've known each other about seven years. And in that time, we've grown a nice friendship as well as a great business relationship. And as I started down this road of podcasting, he was one of the first people I thought of to get out in front of my audience and have him tell you a little bit about his story of um, his journey last five years ago. So we're going to talk with Dave a little bit about that and uh, probably share a couple of fun little anecdotes along the way, and I think you'll enjoy it. Just a little bit about Dave. Uh, He's married to Val. They've been married 34 years. Uh, He has a son and a daughter. His son is Matt, and Matt and his wife, Kelly, blessed Dave with his first grandchild, a granddaughter named Collins, and uh, she's just a couple months old. So Dave is in the grandparenting stage, which I can tell you is a fun part of life. As I always say, it's the, the best job in the world. Uh, He has a daughter, Jill, and her husband, Travis, and they live in South Carolina. And uh, that's the children's side of it. He and Val have a group that uh, travel to Tuscany uh, every year, and they have a great large group that goes and stays in villas and does does it upright. And I've heard some stories about that, and it looks like a fun trip. They love to hike and bike. If you look at the cover for the podcast, uh, you see Dave out there in the desert. He lives in Arizona, and they love to be out. It seems like he's out almost every morning. Uh, He's a baseball fan, and um, our funny story together is I was traveling with Dave one of the first times when he came back to Larson Jewel, and uh, we had some customers to call on, uh, but we also had some work to do on some marketing things within the company. Uh, So we thought the best place to do that was at the Colorado Rockies game. So he and I uh, (laughs) uh, took the afternoon, went to the Colorado Rockies game, uh, enjoyed Enjoyed hot dogs and beer, talked about it. We actually named a program that to this day is still there at Larson Jewel. And uh, we had a great time. And that's just uh, a nice bonding moment. And when I came to Dave in Phoenix, uh, we went to a Diamondbacks game together. So he and I share a love for baseball. And he's lived in Arizona since 2004. So he's been there a while. One of the stumbling blocks of Dave and I's relationship is he's a New England Patriots fan. And as Atlanta Falcons fan, that hurts a lot. Um, I don't know why he says 28 to 3 every time he sees me. And uh, it still hurts to this day. So anyway, that's a little bit about Dave. And Dave, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. You got it. You got it. Well, I want to start off with a big, broad question. You can kind of fill in some blanks for the listeners. Now, tell us a little about your journey the last five years. I'm very familiar with it. Which kind of share your story and how you got to the point where you're at today. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been in the uh, pitch framing industry for 26 years, um, the first 17 with Larson Jewel. Um, I left Larson Jewel and went to work for another company in the industry. 
and uh, for about six and a half years, about halfway to three quarters of the way through that tenure, um, developed some serious health issues. And so it came time about six and a half years in to, to uh, make a change. And so um, we looked at uh, focusing on the health part of my life and, and thinking about retirement. And my wife was, uh, she's an RN um, and still working. And so, um, so that's what we did. And so about 15 months in and, you know, you get through, I guess, all the, the chores around the house and, and things off the checklist and, and, and all that kind of thing. And then you kind of quickly realize, wow, what am I going to do with my time? And so that's when the phone rang from a friend and said, hey, what are you doing? And uh, you want to come back to work. And so that's, uh, that's how I got back to Larson Jewel. And, and, uh, and that's where I am today and, and loving it, love the industry, love the customers. And, um, um, but I learned a lot of things through that, that I'm sure we'll get to as, as we get through this. But uh, it was, a, it was a real eye opener um, about retirement and the potential things that I need to get in line before we we make this a real deal. So, <laughs> well, the irony of the whole story is here I am now as a coach helping people enter retirement, and I'm the friend that called you to drag you out of retirement to come back it's to your work. Fault. So, yeah, it's your fault. I, I yeah. take full credit. So, yeah. I'm there for you during this next transition. So, I'm there for you. <laughs> All right, you, you mentioned uh, you know the the re retirement aspect of it, and what were your feelings at the time? I know some of it was health related, but how did you feel about? Uh, not working anymore, not having mandatory work. What were you going through at that point in that transition? Well, there's a lot that goes that goes through your mind. You know, you spend. Well, let me talk about myself. You you, you spend the life of uh, trying to put your affairs in order financially so that you are ready uh, for retirement. And what the aha moment for me was is I never really thought about what am I going to do with my time. You know, mm -hmm. you always think about well, you know, I'll play golf, I'll play pickleball, we'll go travel to Tuscany. But in reality is what's going to take up your day? Um, what will my purpose be? Um, you know, what's going to make us happy? And, mm -hmm. and for me, and I would think other people, you know, it's not just about the financial part. A huge part of this is, you know, what's my life going to be like? And is it, how do I make it fulfilling? And so that was the big aha moment for me um, and what I'm putting a lot of focus into right now. Good. What what kind of things did you do to fill your time at that point besides getting yourself healthy? What sort of activities or other uh, well, side hustles I, did you develop? So, I, you know, I started a um, an e-commerce uh, business that was to, the idea was to help um, charities such as mm -hmm. uh, Make-A-Wish and uh, Dress for Success and, and a lot of other charities. And so I was, I was working on uh, developing that. And so that, that took up a whole bunch of time. And then, and then other things, like I said, just things around the house, uh, <laughs> chores and, and, and things to get off the checklist. So, um, but again, when the call came, it's like, you know, when you're, at least for me, when you're in sales for, you know, almost 40 years, um, you know, you miss that, the drive of, uh, being out there and, and, and making success happen and, and things like that. And so when the phone call came, it was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to end that yet. So, yeah. um, but again, I'll say it again, it, made, it, it just opened my eyes wide open to, you know, I need a plan, 
you know, and it's not yeah. a financial plan. I need a plan about what am I going to do with my time when I retire. And so it was a, it's a big deal for me. And now that you're back in the workforce, uh, is there any kind of pull to now go back into retirement or do you feel like, boy, I want to do this for as long as I can. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the ride again. I, I'm enjoying the ride again and mm -hmm. I'll do this as long as they'll have me. Um, yeah. and, um, you know, we'll see how long that goes, but yeah. I, I am really enjoying it. I enjoy the, enjoy the industry, enjoy the customers, enjoy the people I work with. And tell so, me, okay. go, go ahead. Uh, all right. So tell me a little bit about, uh, socially when you were, um, before I brought you back into Larson Jewel, uh, you were a travel man. You were all over the country, um, helping customers all over the country, calling on people like me. Um, tell me about the social aspect of when you, when you left the workforce, uh, what kind of impact did that have on you in terms of, you know, all of a sudden you were kind of grounded there in, in Arizona? Well, I'll tell you, I, 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 I think I've done a really good job of keeping in touch with, um, uh, friends, old friends, high school, college friends, um, old, uh, you know, people I've worked with uh, along the way. So I put a lot of effort into making sure I'm touching people every month and, and keeping in touch with people. And so, um, you know, uh, and obviously when I travel for work, I'd always make sure if I was in town, I'd, I'd, I'd hook up with somebody for dinner. And so I think a huge part is keeping relationships going. I, I think it's, I think it's important. And if you sit and wait for your old friends and your old coworkers to call, it's probably not going to happen. So yeah. it takes work, but I think it's important. I think it, it, it's, it's fulfilling uh, to keep those relationships going. So I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time doing that. Good, good. And then your relationship with your wife, Val, uh, when you left the mandatory workforce, uh, did that change your all's relationship? Did it impact it in a positive way? What sort of things changed when you when you came off the road, if you will? I learned to cook. There you go. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and have it on time, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, she she works extremely hard, and so um, you know, I I always stepped up and and did a lot of the stuff uh, at cooking and and, th and chopping and, and and things like that, but. Um, you know, we enjoy uh, doing a lot of things, you know, the hiking, um, weekend getaways and going over to California, San Diego, going to the beach, uh, riding our electric bikes and, and doing all that stuff. And so, um, you know, it was a it was a it was a really good thing. It was a really good thing. And so um, uh, but again, it's it's all about figuring out that time factor of how do you fulfill it every day, yeah. you know, yeah. and so. Um, but, you know, we, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. How has uh, the arrival of Collins influenced your life with a grandbaby? Life changing. Let me mm -hmm. tell you, the, you, you, you told me this two years ago, you know, when you had yours, uh, your grandkids. Um, um, but, you know, I guess you don't believe it until it happens. But uh, I wish uh, I wish she was closer to us um, than Texas. But uh it is what it is, and we and we get down there as often as possible. In fact, we have a baptism coming up here uh, uh, shortly, so we'll get down there again. So That's it great. is. Uh, she is precious. Um, she lights up the room, and um, it's just amazing. Yeah. Does it? Does it? Um, does it change your perspective on work? Having your children live in two different cities uh, apart from you. Uh, does that? 
pull you any closer to wanting to go back out of the workforce? Or do you find that as I need work to fulfill it and I actually would love some opportunities to travel to where they are? How does how does having remote kids, as I like to say, impact your feelings about work? You know, I think it's just a, a way we focus our vacation time now uh, mm -hmm. versus the way we did before, right? So we, yeah. we put a little bit more thought into, you know, how do we get to South Carolina? How do we get to Texas? Um, and throw in the trip to Tuscany. So it's there like, you go. How, do, how, do, how do you figure? How do you figure out that mix? And then, of course, when you get around the major holidays, the Thanksgivings, the Christmases, and you try to, you try to, hopefully make that all work too, where you can see, you can see the kids and the grandkids as well. So, um, you know, and then of course when I'm traveling on business, if I'm in the area, then of course we make that happen too. So, yeah. um, but that 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 is the most important part is the family yeah. and the grandkids and that part. So you make it work. That's true. In my, in my practice, I talk to all my clients about uh, building a legacy and um, you've mentioned bits and pieces along the way, but um, I think it's important for people not yet retired to be thinking in terms of building a legacy, because if you wait until you retired, sometimes it's too late. You haven't had a chance to put the building blocks in place to do it. So tell me a little bit about how you feel. What, what does it mean to build a legacy? Well, I think, you know, in retirement, um, it allow more time uh, to focus on community, to focus on um, charities, um, mm -hmm. volunteering, getting involved. Um, you know, when you're running around in your work life and traveling, usually most weeks, um, unfortunately, at least for me, I have not made enough time to do that. And so I'm looking forward to retirement to really trying to make a difference in, in, in that respect. Um, Maybe even get back into coaching. I mean, who, who knows? Coaching kids and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, so that could be. But then I think the biggest thing is is family, um, with the grandkids uh, there now, and and um, you know my kids uh, right now opposite ends of the country. But uh, making time to make sure that we're visiting them as much as possible and being in their lives and 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 their and their kids' lives, I think is 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 hugely important. And then, like yeah. I said before, I said you know um, really focus on keeping in touch with with old friends and and co-workers um I, I think it's extremely important and uh, i make make a big effort to do that and and i think that just kind of makes makes my life better i know uh, for sure and, and and hopefully the people around me so um good so i'd good. say that's the legacy good and that is exactly it it's uh you know it's a little bit of uh you, you know you you have your health back and that's part of it to uh be able to live long enough to have to build a legacy and to impact the people around you. Um, it's also important, especially for you, somebody who's been in sales a long time, uh, almost as long as me, um, to have, you've always worked off of goals. And then when you move into retirement, um, goals become more important because none right. of them are imposed on you. So having those goals and things like that is important. Um, and then obviously community, it sounds like you've done a great job building a community in the in the Phoenix area, but as well as across the country. And those are all things that will help you thrive uh, in your retirement years. So that's that's great. I think you're on the right track there. So cool. All right. Is there any advice you would give people who are within five years of leaving, as I like to say, leaving the mandatory workforce, which is a better way of, to me than saying retire? Uh, what advice would you give somebody who kind of sees that off in the horizon, uh, but hasn't done much thinking beyond the, oh, I'll play more golf and pickleball and that'll be a fulfilling life. 
share any kind of advice you give people in that stage of life and what you would uh, have them think about and do? Well, I, again, you know, make sure you have a plan um, that um, makes your life um, fulfilled, that you're going to be doing stuff that makes an impact, leaves a legacy that, um, that you're going to have fun with and make sure that you're going to have, uh, you can take up that time because I think the worst thing possible is that if you wake up in the morning and have nothing to do, I think that's, that's, that's a road for, uh, non-success, I guess is what I'll say. But, um, I think you really, you really need to think if you have four or five years out, start thinking about what that time is going to look like and what kind of impact you can make um, with that time uh, in your community. Um, could be your church, could be your neighborhood, could be family, friends, um, what have you. But but think about really what, how, you know, how, how are you going to fulfill that time and make it useful? So that is um, great advice. That is great advice. Uh, if I ever need an assistant, I'll give you a call again. You can help me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Dave, I really appreciate you taking time today. I'm sure the audience enjoyed our conversation and um, I look forward to connecting to you offline down the road, but just thank you for your time today. And as I like to say, go out and make it a great day. Thanks, Dave.